Um, I have a sobriety date of January the 2nd, 1995. And I have a home group known as the Strength in Numbers Men's Big Book Study on Thursdays. And uh, when uh, this meeting, it's an honor to get the chance to, to speak at this meeting. Uh, happy birthday to my friend Ken with, with the bullet right there, the first year. That's awesome. Um, it's been, it's been a, it's been wonderful watching you this this whole year. Um, I'm glad you're around. And then to my friend Kent, um, probably my I think him and Mike D are my longest Orange County uh, sober trudging companions. Um, kind of got me on the last minute. I haven't had enough time to overthink what I was going to say, but I would like to expand on what our friend Happy Rich read. He read more about alcoholism. And in that reading, there were four words that were very similar in meaning. The first one was obsession. And I looked up the word obsession and it says a persistent, disturbing preoccupation with an often unreasonable idea or feeling. A compelling motivation. The next word I looked up was illusion, which means a misleading image presented to the vision, something that deceives or misleads intellectually. And the third word from that reading I looked up was delusion. And that means something that is falsely or delusively believed. And the last one was insanity. And the legal definition of insanity is unsoundness of mind or lack of the ability to understand that prevents one from having the mental capacity required by law to enter into a particular relationship, status, or transaction that releases one from criminal or civil responsibility. That's not the best. Um, but the insanity to me, always meant incomplete sanity. I knew that even though I had gone into a, a paranoid psychosis and I was hopelessly physically addicted to alcohol, I knew that I wasn't crazy. I knew that my sanity was incomplete though, insanity. I had some reasonable thoughts about me but I didn't I didn't have enough to function and what I had to do was get a few days of separation from the alcohol before I could start to really see what my my problem was I needed to go to check into a rehab you know the necessary hospitalization that the doctor's opinion talks about 
Oh. You're fine. Uh, I needed to go to the hospital to get a couple days, you know, to dry out before I could start um, realizing what was ahead of me. Um, and I think that's the whole purpose of the steps is to get our thinking and our minds back into reality and to push out the false narrative that's in our head to get us back into reality and to get us into a state of, of better living. And um, the, the steps worked for me and I got to be sober for a, a real long time, but I was never really completely living life to its fullest. Um, even though I had double digit recovery and sobriety, there still was something missing. I still had that, that dark cloud about me. And uh, like around 2009, I got invited to speak in, in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. And it was before, it was the morning before the evening when I was going to speak. And uh, I was eating pancakes on the sidewalk. And I just had this realization that, you know, if I worked hard enough, I could become anything I wanted to be. And if I worked hard enough, I could be just as happy as I wanted to be. And at that point, that was like a, an, another moment of clarity, you know, 12, 13 years into sobriety that I had. And I made a decision at that point that I was going to quit accepting everything in my life. And I was going to start taking the courage to change the things. And at the time I was an engineer, but I really wanted to be more involved in, in business and in finance. And that's what I always wanted to be ever since I was a little kid. And I always wanted an advanced degree. And I thought, well, you know, now that my, my kids are grown and I'm, and I'm on my own, now is the time to do it. And I came home and I, I did my steps over again with my grand sponsor and I prayed for a way to go back to school. And sure enough, things happened and um, I was able to enroll and uh, I got a, a girlfriend who let me move in with her while I went to school and um, I studied real hard and something happened to me during that process is that the depression and the black skies and, and that, that hopelessness and, and the misery all went away. Um, and it had a lot to do with my thinking. I, you know, I got into the schoolwork 
and just rewired the way I thought and the way my brain worked. And I actually put my, my brain to, to, to use. Um, and I was able to graduate with honors and start on a, a career path that's very enjoyable to me. And also I got, uh, I got married, which was always um, something I, I was afraid of. So my point is, is that accepting things, accepting, accepting, accepting everything about myself, accepting my career, accepting my level of education, accepting my relationship status, accepting, accepting, accepting was just put me in this big circle. You know, it's when I became courageous and I started making courageous changes is when my canoe kept going in circles and my canoe started going forward, you know, because I would accept and I would change and I would accept and I would do something courageous. And so what worked for me the best is exercising my brain. Um, I like to study the literature. I like to talk about it on Thursdays. I like, you know, I like anything um, on the academic side of the program seems to, to, uh, to work best for me. And also, for some reason, once I advance myself intellectually, my spirit also grows. So it's not just through ass kickings has my spirit grown. It's been through uh, studying and, and trying to put my, my mind to use. And with that, I'll say thanks for having me.